Hey, it looks like, yes, it's working today. So today's topic is about uh, something called the law of large numbers. Now, I'm not sure if I've, I've told this to people, but I used to be an engineering major at Cal Berkeley, and, and I had a, a son in college, and I had to drop that major because the, the work was just too intense. So I started, I switched my major to economics. And, and I've always had like a, um, a strong interest in economics and uh, I'm great with math. And so what you're seeing right now is a, a something from the, the, the class called statistics. And statistics is about predicting things that happen over and over again or things that have happened in the past. And if you can identify a trend just looking at the data, sometimes you can come up with a conclusion, uh, an analysis of where to move forward. And the subject of forecasting is deep in statistics. So what you're looking at now is the classic example of the of the coin flip. And coin flips have always been sort of like the, the bedrock of statistics because it measures something that is that is done in some type of frequency. So what you see in front of you, if you look to the left, you see a or the vertical the vertical axis you see the proportion of time times the coin lands on heads from 0% to up to 80%. And on the bottom, what you see is the number of flips. So looking at the graph, you see when the coin flips are at 10, 30% of the time, the coin lands on heads. And you can see at 30%, 30 flips, not, not, not percent, but 30 flips, the, the coin has about a 70% likelihood or, ha, or it happened at 70%. So 30 flips returned 70% of the time that the coin landed on heads. But as you go to the right on the horizontal axis through the number 200 or 200 flips, you see that the average number of flips is 50% heads and 50% tails. And so this example that you're seeing is called the law of large numbers. Now it's not just in economics, it's also in science. You know, you can look at things like how many times do people recover from a certain illness using a, a certain remedy or prescription or some type of technique? You know, how well do people heal, like in physical therapy, if a certain manipulation is used to help them recover? So these, these types of uh, statistics exist in many applications, in many applications. But how it relates to business and growing, and growing your companies based on contacts, it also applies. So what, it, so what we know at 321BizDev, we know that if you contact uh, a, a number of people, let's say a small number of people, you'll get the result that appears on the left. You'll get, if you contact 10 people, you might have 30% of the people that may warm up to what you're, you're, you want to you wanna talk to them about, about. And you may find out that when those 30% 30, uh, 30 of the people get to the end, they say, nah, I'm not interested. Um, and that's typically the case with small business owners that are working their businesses like we are. So I'm not talking about uh, a social media like. A social media like is not a contact unless you call that person and introduce yourself. That's my only thumbs down with social media is that you'll get likes, but a lot of times business owners won't pursue that like. 
And sometimes they will pursue that like, and you'll find out that person's a surfer in Hawaii and they don't need a you know, $30,000 tummy tuck. And so that's one of the pitfalls of social media. But if you do uh, spend time on social media and someone likes your post and they are a qualified prospect, and in Jessica's case, they are an attorney or maybe they are a consumer, you can tell, and maybe they, you know, maybe they send you a direct message. Those are the people that you want to count as contacts. So in this graph, what we see is if you use a sales system and the sales system is selling without appearing to sell, it's a three, two, one sales system that I wrote back in 2013, 2014 with inspiration from uh, Harley, not Harley Davidson, Harley, um, gosh, what's his last name? <laughs> I forgot his last name. Oh, well, anyway, Harley, I'll put his, I'll put his information in there. Uh, Harley is a Boston area elder law attorney that came out to Berkeley, I want to say like 2010, 2011, and he gave this seminar on, on selling long-term care. And what he said was that all you agents in this seminar, you're selling long-term care wrong. In fact, you should never sell long-term care to people. And we were shocked because, oh, his name is Harley Gordon not Harley Davidson. He said, you should never sell long-term care to people. And we were saying, why did we pay this $150 to hear this Boston guy to tell us that we should never sell long-term care to people? And he was explaining, and I'll keep the story short. He said, you can't sell someone, you can't sell something to someone when they, um, in their minds, they don't want it. So he said, don't, he said, people do not need long-term care and he paused for a long 10 seconds and all the agents about probably 50 of us 50 of us who paid 150 dollars to hear him talk for two hours we just sat there and our our knuckles were turning red um even mine were turning red <laughs> and he said after those 10 seconds he said people do not need long-term care 10 seconds until they do and I think I was the only person that caught on to what he was saying. What he was basically saying is that you can't sell it. People need to know what they are losing if they don't, do not have long-term care. And if they, when they don't have long-term care, what they lose is their income. They lose the pensions that they were saving for all these years. And all of a sudden, they got to pay $8,000 a month out of their own pocket because they didn't have long-term care. So how does this apply to this? This applies because you have to make contacts to people and some of the people may feel that they don't need your service, that's fine. But over time, especially when you use a sales system, like 321, selling without appearing to sell, your numbers, like the 10, where you only had a 30%, let's call these response rates instead of, uh, the coin landing on heads, and then at 30, you have a 70% response rate. And why would you have a 30 versus 70% response rate? Well, the reason why people have differing response rates is because they have a different way of doing business. And that's a, and that's a tragedy. See, when people are, have uh, small businesses and they don't have a sales system, 
their response rates go up and down, up and down. I had that that happened to me when I was selling a long uh, selling long term care about uh, about uh, ten years ago. I met with a lady who had a definite need. She was a widow, a widow, yeah, a widow, and she had this nice house in the wine country, beautiful house, mahogany, everything. It looked like a like one of those um, sets on a soap opera. Everything was shiny and she could use it. But because I didn't have a sales system, she told me no. And I missed a sale for about $6,000. The, the next week I met with a couple. The guy was a bank manager at a San Francisco bank. You know, I came in and talked with both the, the husband and wife. And I thought I am not going to get this sale because I used a different way of, of uh, approaching the situation than I did with the widow. And to my surprise, when I thought I, did, I was not going to get the sale, he said yes. And that was a big problem for me because to get a client to do contacting, you, you must have some predictability. And I obviously did not. So I, I lost more sales than I had back in 2010, 2011. But when people have a sales system, you treat every contact the same way. You treat every prospect the same way. You close the same way. And when you treat every contact the same way, you, you treat every prospect the same way, you set up your appointment the same way, you have a, a way that you meet during the appointment to close the same way, then what you, what you end up getting is this horizontal line like as you, as you see at 140. So think uh, when you think number of flips, look at this chart and think number of contacts using the same sales system, treating everyone the same, never changing your sales system. Because when you do, uh, there's another thing in, in statistics is called the factorial. And the factorial, if you see it in, in mathematical terms, it's a number with an ex, with an exclamation point. So, so let's say, for instance, you have three factorial. Three factorial means three times two times one, which equals six. So if you have um, three different ways of, of, of closing people and connecting with people, in a sense, you're doing your business six different ways. So the factorial of five, so five factorial is five times four, which is 20, times three, which is 60, times two, which is 120, times one, which is still 120. So if you have five different ways of working your business, five different ways of contacting, five different ways of prospecting, five different ways of, of uh, setting appointments, five different ways of closing. You have 120 different ways of working your business. And that's one of the primary reasons why people people's businesses do not grow, especially when the ticket price is high, like $500, $1,000, $3,000 and up. And that's why a lot of attorneys, CPAs and dentists, and plastic surgeons and insurance brokers and real estate brokers have they struggle because sometimes they do the work, but they say, oh, this prospect is, is or this contact is different because he or she has a Mercedes Benz versus the um, the other prospect or contact that had a Toyota Corolla. So I'm going to treat this Mercedes Benz prospect way better than the person that drives the, the Toyota Corolla. And what happens, they lose consistency. And when you lose consistency, you lose the predictability factor that you're going to have a successful business.
So I just wanted to let people know about this, um, this context. And so just to close up this graph, what you see is when you have a consistent way of doing business, uh, using 321 selling without appearing to sell, you have like a 20 to almost 40% chance of closing all contacts. That means the yes, the no's, the maybes. But when the people who move forward, the contacts who say, yes, I want to continue uh, talking to you about your business and you move forward and you get to the closing stage, then you have a 70 to 80% chance of closing people, which means when I say closing, I know it sounds like a cold word. Closing just means the people have been converted from prospects to clients. And that's just the, the industry word. And some people are offended by that word, but it is called closing. And I wish there was a better word for it. Maybe something a, a little something short, but it means closing. But that's the word. So that's what this means is that when you use a sales system, you have predictability at the front end, which is the contacting and prospecting. And when those people move forward, you have high probability that the people you're meeting with are going to say yes. So.